Yesterday, the Daily Wire reported that happiness amongst Americans has plummeted. Here's what they reported. Quote, for the past five decades, around one in 10 Americans said they're not happy in their day-to-day lives. However, in 2021, the number skyrocketed with one in four Americans now saying they're unhappy. The number of Americans describing themselves as very happy also fell from 31% in 2018 to 19% in 2021, which is 10 points lower than at any point on record, end quote. And the numbers for young people are the worst numbers of all. The Bible actually has a lot to say about happiness. Welcome to the Matt McMorris Audio Experience, where I hope to help you live, think, and love like Jesus. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It is interesting to me, as I have just tried to observe, so this would be somewhat anecdotal, but I believe that the numbers of uh, mental health professionals and psychologists and therapists and counselors, that number is on the rise, and the education in our school systems on what's referred to as SEL, or social and emotional learning, in our schools is also on the incline, but actual happiness people that actually say that they're genuinely, truly happy is on the decline. And other studies I've seen show that depression and anxiety, things of that nature, are on the incline. Also, it's interesting that faith in God across all denominational lines, even even um, we could just say various religions, even if they don't believe in the God of the Bible, um, but, but faith in God is on a decline. Uh, most people, or many people now, more than ever in history, consider themselves uh, people of, of no particular faith at all. And I don't think this is a coincidence. The further our society moves from God and looks for happiness in circumstances and in life choices, the more unhappy we seem to be uh, becoming. C.S. Lewis, who was a brilliant writer of the 20th century, wrote the Chronicles of Narnia, Mere Christianity, other great works, uh, definitely a, a, an author to look into. He put it this way. He said, we are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us, like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. I heard the story years ago of a friend of mine who had young kids, and he had taken them to this tiny little theme park. I mean, not, I'm not even talking like an amusement park, but just they had maybe some little things and uh, some games and stuff for kids, and he, uh, his kids loved it there. And then when they got a little bit older, he had saved his money and he'd worked hard. He was going to take his kids to Disneyland. They lived in California, and he, he got them in the car one day, and he was ready. He goes, guess where we're going today? And they thought they were going to that theme park. And he goes, we're going to Disneyland, and they cried because they were so sad. They weren't going to the place that they knew and that they understood. And what's interesting about that is that they didn't know how great what was in store for them was actually going to be. And for so many of us as Christians, we are looking for the world, just as as C.S. Lewis says, people are looking for drink, sex, and ambition, all of these things that we think are going to make us happy, but yet our happiness is actually on the decline. Uh, We look for happiness everywhere except for where it can actually be found. As Christians, here are some things that we actually know to be true. As a people, we have sinned against God. Every single person. The Bible tells us that there's none righteous, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And because of that, we truly deserve 
nothing good. Our penalty, the payment for our sin, is death or separation from God for all of eternity. And so when when God in his mercy decides to reach down and, and love us and save us and send Jesus Christ to the cross for us, in his mercy, he saves us from that eternal damnation, that eternal doom and gloom. And when we place our faith in the finished work of Christ on the cross, then we have a personal relationship with the God of the universe. And when Jesus is the center of our lives, we discover that happiness is actually a gift from God and not something contingent on our outside circumstances. You see, so many of us think that um, if, if, if I have enough money in my bank account, or if I have the right partner, if I have the right career, then I'm going to be happy. And ultimately, we learn that that's just not going to be the case. This is the good news of the gospel. You see, you and I deserve judgment. We deserve God's wrath. We deserve the penalty of our sin. We deserve hell. We deserve unhappiness. But God gave us Jesus to suffer in our place. This is the substitutionary atonement. Jesus Christ came, and he suffered on the cross, and he died. The Bible says that the penalty for sin is death, but it also says that Christ died for us. You see, Jesus went to the cross, and he took all of our sins and all of our shame, and he went to the cross, and he bore God's wrath for us. When we hold on to what we think will make us happy, we actually have the opposite effect. We think that happiness is found in all of these things rather than in a relationship with Jesus. Elizabeth Elliott put it like this. Uh, her husband was a, 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 they were missionaries, and her husband was actually killed by the natives uh, where they went to minister. The world, she says, looks for happiness through self-assertion. The Christian knows that joy is found in self-abandonment. If a man will let himself be lost for my sake, Jesus said, he will find his true self. The Word of God teaches us that when we lay down our desires and our pursuit of happiness in our circumstances, in our relationships, and in our finances, in our careers, and simply pursue Jesus Christ, we will actually find true joy and fulfillment. Psalm 144 verse 15 says, Blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. Proverbs 16.20, Blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. Psalm 1611, you make known to me the path of life in your presence. There is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You see, true and lasting happiness is not based in our circumstances. It doesn't matter if things are going well or if they're going poorly or if we have money or we don't or we have the job we want or we don't. True happiness and true joy, rather, is based in the person of Jesus and his blessings in our life. David Jeremiah put it this way. He said, true joy is a byproduct, not a goal. You see, I knew, I, I knew a lady years ago who was on her deathbed, and she wasn't all that old. I think she was in her, in her 70s. And I remember standing there at her bedside and, and holding her hand, and I was young in ministry. This is the first time I had done anything like this. And I remember her looking me in the eyes and, and telling me, it's okay, I'm ready to go. And, and she wasn't scared, she wasn't fearful, she had true joy and true peace in knowing that she was going into the arms of Jesus. And so her joy and her happiness was not based on the fact that she was about to lose her life to cancer, it was based in the person of Jesus. I interviewed for a podcast uh, several months back a lady who is bound to a wheelchair for uh, various reasons, and she could easily be bitter and angry, but she has 
turned that into an opportunity to minister to people and to to showcase the love of Christ and to find joy even though she's confined to a wheelchair. Uh, I've known people in the last year that lost loved ones uh, to COVID who still find joy in the Lord in spite of their loss. So even in times of sorrow, and, and I think we sometimes confuse this idea of happiness, that happiness is a feeling that I, I have to feel all the time, and so we pursue that feeling. Joy, can I, can, I, can I challenge you to change your thinking from happiness to joy? You can have joy even in the midst of sorrow. See, a person that has joy is a person that says, uh, like, like James told people in, in the first century when he told the Messianic Jews, he said, count it all joy when you fall into various trials or tests. When these difficult times come, count it as joy, knowing that the trying of your faith is working steadfastness or it's working uh, endurance. It's building up an endurance towards Christ's likeness in you. Because we know that Romans 8, 28 and 29 teaches that all things are working together for the good of those that love God, for the purpose of shaping us and forming us into the image of God. So even when difficult times come, there's joy in knowing that those difficulties are allowed by God and they're part of his, his sovereign plan for me to help shape me into the man of God that he wants me to be and to shape you into the person of God that he wants you to be. So the reality is, even with difficult circumstances, even with trials, God's at work in your life. So yeah, you may not win the lottery, and you might think that that would make you happy, and there may be some temporary happiness, but true joy is different. The Bible even says that there's pleasure in sin for a season. So you can pursue alcoholism and, and sexuality and all of these other things. You can pursue these things that you think are going to make you happy, but true happiness, true joy is found in the person and the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross who went to that cross to die for your sins and for mine. True joy is in knowing that there is now, therefore, as, as Paul told the church at Rome, there is now, therefore, no condemnation for those alive in Christ. I'm Matt McMorris, hoping you'll learn to live, think, and love like Jesus. If you enjoyed today's episode, would you do me a favor and subscribe? I know that you, you probably have subscriptions to a lot of things, and this is one more of them, but I'm really hopeful that this is content that will be helpful, encouraging to you, and that it'll be worth your while to listen to. I remember when I was working full-time in a factory, I would listen to podcasts all the time, and I'm trying to create content that will help you pass the time and grow in your walk with the Lord as well. Also, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love for you to leave a rating and a review. It helps us more than anything else with the algorithms to help make sure this content gets shared with those that would find it helpful and interesting. Otherwise, thank you for tuning in. Please live, think, and love like Jesus. Jesus.